Don't let profits drive out of your service bay. Growing your service base is key for business. And partnering with the number one most trusted third-party automotive brand has its benefits. With 18 million unique visitors per month on KBB.com, a partnership with Kelly Blue Book Service Advisor means big-time visibility for your service center. As a featured service provider, you'll bring more consumers in for scheduled service appointments and in turn discover the maximized service revenue for your dealership. Hello and welcome to an NIADA convention edition of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing, and joining me today is Zach Klimpf, who is the founder and CEO of Selly Automotive and a uh, maybe an amateur pitcher for the Oakland A's. We'll get into that later, but Zach, good to see you, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Great to see you, Joe. So happy to be here at the Win in Las Vegas for NIADA. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's you and I were talking offline. It's such a nice facility, and it's it's just a it's been a very heavily attended conference. A lot of uh, a lot of dealers here, and you can just kind of feel the energy of Definitely. the conference. Well, I know you're you're wearing a nice polo there of, of Auto Manager and, and Selly. What's been the latest from from Auto from Auto Manager and Selly since merger and acquisition last year? Yeah, so last year we announced it at NIADA 2022. So I started Selly when I was 23, built it over the last eight years, and Auto Manager was a great fit for us. We've been integrated with them in the past. They do DMS and website software. We do CRM. And we've further integrated our platform. We're working on a lot of new exciting products. So Auto Manager, they have their cloud-based DMS and they've also put out Value Manager, like a trade appraisal product to replace KBB Car Power, which basically was sunset in December of 2022. And you know, on the Selly side, we just put out Text Blast Marketing. So that's our big new release for NIADA. And then we've been, you know, merging the organizations and I've been learning a lot for the, from the auto manager team. They've been learning a lot from the Selly team and we've already worked together in the past. So it was a fantastic fit. Very good. Well, you shared a couple of stats with me that auto manager has over 4,000 used car dealer rooftops. So given that kind of view, what have been some of the, your used car market observations this year from, from having that kind of data at your disposal? Yeah, so earlier in the year, you know, a lot of dealers were struggling finding inventory, price of inventory. You know, if you look at all the Cox reports was increasing, you know, heated competition at the auctions to find the right vehicles. And now what we're seeing is, you know, more availability of inventory, but it's all around price point and trying to find different places to acquire inventory, sometimes outside of the auction. Yeah. And then what we're seeing is a lot of dealers, you know, during the pandemic, great margins, a lot of business. Now they are a little more creative in their marketing, their acquisition channels that they're using. So we're just observing, you know, from the auto manager lens, used car dealers adapting to the post-pandemic environment and really leveraging technology. Like that's one big thing that I've seen. Whereas, you know, pre-pandemic, hey, maybe we don't need cloud-based DMS, for instance, or maybe we don't need CRM. Since the pandemic happened, there's been a bigger focus on technology products and also 
automation at their business because you see a lot of used car dealers and they're running with a leaner team post pandemic. So they're leveraging technology and automation to be more successful post pandemic 2023 and beyond. So speaking speaking of that kind of technology, Sally just released a new text text blast marketing solution. So what are you seeing in terms of how dealers are using text marketing? What are they using it to get across? Yeah, so great question. So if you look at email, for instance, you're going to have a 20% open rate or read rate with email oftentimes. With text messages, you're going to have a 75% read rate. And then with engagement, typically with email, you have around 6% engagement. With text messages, you have as high as 60% engagement. Like me personally, every text I get, I look at, even if it's spam, yeah. and I'll delete it. And what we're seeing dealers do is find creative ways to reach out to customers. So service coupons, if they have a service department, leveraging text blast marketing to reach a lot of customers. Hey, we have this special for oil changes, for instance. Acquiring inventory. So I mentioned earlier, you know, it's competitive at the auctions to find inventory, but with text blast marketing, you could really double click in your customer base. Hey, I want to acquire and look at all the customers who bought SUVs in that under 20,000 range who are in an equity position. Why don't I market to them and try and acquire that inventory? Or it could be as simple as like holiday promos or any sort of promotion they want to send out via email. They could do text, but with text, what we've noticed, you have to be, the more targeted your messages are, the better results you're going to get. So now, you know, a lot of dealers we're talking to, they're starting to think, how do I produce better content that's going to actually engage the customer? Because I could reach them easy via text, but what can I say? What could I do to have a call to action and a follow-up from that campaign? Yeah, I feel like people, to your point on it needing to be targeted, you know, people don't like spam email, but they really don't like spam text. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have, it has to be something that they know it's not, no, number one, it's not fake, that it is coming up from a legitimate source and that it's, it is something relevant to that individual consumer. I, I actually, I know a lot of businesses now are getting into that. I mean, I, I've gotten, I've gotten text message marketing from every, everybody from CVS to, you know, Verizon, ironically, you know, <laughs> using the device that they power to one of my buddies has a, has a bar and I opted in for like a, some kind of contest. And now I, I get, you know, updates from, from them about what food trucks are going to be there. And so it, it is very, very targeted, but it's good to see, good to see the dealers are, are getting in. Note that we've noticed compliance is a big thing. Yeah. So they have this initiative called A to P 10 DOC, where the carriers are starting to filter text messages. So with our platform, dealers actually have to register their business to a phone number before texting. Okay. Because carriers like T-Mobile, for instance, they're going to filter texts that are unregistered and look spammy. So there's a big crackdown to try and stop all the spam texts. And I get a bunch of those. I'm sure you do as well. That's a, one other point I wanted to add. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I've noticed uh, on my service that I'll get a, if I get a text message that's, you know, obviously coming from a business or, you know, it, it it's verified, but then it'll say if it's kind of wonky or something, you know, the, the phone will tell me this is probably not verified, probably spam, something like that. So yeah, it, it is, it is something that compliance, you know, dealers are so used to getting regulated everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's 
that's going to be one thing that, like, that I think the FTC, other, other, you know, all the alphabet soup of uh, regulators will be looking at is, is how they are, you know, using text messages for marketing. So we, t- we talked about how dealers are using text messages. What are some of the other tactics that you're seeing dealers, used car dealers use to kind of take advantage of the market? So what we're seeing is dealers really leveraging their DMS and CRM data, being more data-driven and looking for what customers do I have in an equity position, essentially equity mining. They're looking at specific inventory to acquire, whether it's through text campaigns or email campaigns. They're sending very targeted messages, trying to acquire very specific inventory based on data that they're seeing in their DMS and CRM. And what we've noticed is that dealers, they're embracing Google Analytics. Like if you talk to me five years ago, like earlier on at Selly about dealerships, especially on the used car side and analytics, I'd say they were definitely less KPI driven, but the more that they've embraced technology through the pandemic, the more they're looking at the different sources they have of data and trying to sift through that to find customer opportunities, whether to sell to a customer or to acquire inventory. We're about at the halfway point of the year here with, with June shortly wrapping up. What are you excited about in the second half of this year and, and year ahead? Yeah, what I'm so excited about is the post-pandemic era Yeah, where dealers, hey, there, there were some interesting times during the pandemic. Now school's back in session. You're seeing a lot of companies that had fully remote models bringing everyone back into the office or at least having hybrid schedules. So we're seeing dealers get back to some level of normalcy, embracing technology, just like I mentioned before, products like text messaging, for instance, or text message marketing leveraging data and i think as we go forward the market's going to be very competitive you know you do have a lot of players in the industry serving kind of omni-channel models like you look at carmax in their most recent quarter like there's definitely fierce competition in the industry but what you're also seeing is a lot of those online used car players there's a reality check in terms of their valuation in the market and you've seen for instance, shift in car lots, they did a merge. Both of those did SPACs to go public. Mm-hmm. You know, Vroom and Carvana, I think Vroom's down over 90% since the peak. So you have a lot of those online players where, you know, the media were kind of framing them as like darlings of the industry, but you're seeing those models don't work because there's not profitability, EBITDA, that sort of thing. So now dealers are more focused on margin and they don't have that same thought process like during the pandemic. Oh, you know, Carvana, they're acquiring all this inventory. Are online dealers the future? I think CarMax reported only around 13% of transactions or so are online, like fully online, and the rest are in the dealership. And then CDK had a study, and I think it was over 80% of Gen Zers, they end the transaction at the dealership. So I think post-pandemic, the traditional dealership model is being reinforced. But what's different is omni-channel, and we're seeing a lot of dealers get onto that. Maybe you start some of the process online, come into the dealership and finish it, but it's just meeting the customer and communicating them with them in the way they want to be communicated and focusing on customer buying experience, which is huge. Before I let you go here, I alluded to it at the outset of the, of the podcast. I, I understand you got to throw out the first pitch at a Oakland A's game. So tell me how that came to be and what was the experience like? 
Wow. So, you know, I've been a big Moneyball fan. Uh I love baseball, and I've always wanted to throw out an opening pitch, and I finally got the opportunity to in the Chicago Cubs and Oakland A's game. And I was fortunate enough to bring my dad out as well to see me throw out the opening pitch. And a funny story, we went to a baseball training facility a day or so before I threw out the opening pitch. And both my dad and I, we probably hadn't thrown a baseball in, for me, 15 years, for him (laughs) since the 1970s. Wow. And we both threw the balls out and we we hit the dirt at first. And the guy who was working at the baseball facility, he's like, that's high school. And then he moved it back. He's like, MLB is 60 feet, six inches. And I threw out about a hundred pitches and I got something down. And luckily when I threw out the pitch, you know, the coach of the Oakland A's, like, son, throw it high right up here. And I threw it right in the glove, and it is a fun experience. Really amazing. That's fantastic. Did did you get, like, the jersey to wear while you are out there? I didn't wear the jersey. They gave me a jersey, and then I have a ball, the ball that I threw out, and I put it in a glass case. And it's it's a memory that my dad and I will have forever. Wow. And you know what? We're, we're, we're just... Uh, just after Father's Day, so it probably was a great, great treat, especially this time of year. But, Zach, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's always good to talk with you. Pleasure, Joe. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Stay tuned for more from NIADA 2023. Don't let profits drive out of your service bay. Growing your service base is key for business. And partnering with the number one most trusted third-party automotive brand has its benefits. With 18 million unique visitors per month on KBB.com, a partnership with Kelly Blue Book Service Advisor means big-time visibility for your service center. As a featured service provider, you'll bring more consumers in for scheduled service appointments and in turn discover the maximized service revenue for your dealership.